Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Hi everyone, I'm Sue Omenson. In this episode, we'll be talking about the rewards and challenges of coaching your child's athletic team as a volunteer. And I'm happy to welcome to the studio Brian Duncan, who has been coaching his kids' teams at the Park District for nearly 13 years. Brian is one of more than 1,500 volunteer coaches who are the backbone of our youth athletics programs. Thanks for joining us as our guest today, Brian. Thanks for having me. So what first led you to start coaching at the Park District? Sure. So first of all, maybe a a little background. I've got three kids. I've got a son and two daughters. And when my son was uh, five years old, give or take, it was t-ball time. So signed up at a school, not not super close, but the, the nearest school, and met the coaches. I was not a coach at the time, didn't know enough to, to, sure. to tick that <laughs> button, or I think it was maybe um, handwritten forms mm-hmm. at the time, that sort of thing, and realized very soon that the, the coaches there needed help in a good way. They're still friends of mine to this day, as a matter of fact, That's cool. but needed help, so kind of stepped in, brought my mitt to a practice, and then it sort of took off from there. So uh, once you did sign up and become a coach, um, what were some of the challenges you encountered those first few seasons? Sure, plenty of those, and we probably (laughs) don't have time to cover all of them. But uh, after that first season I mentioned with, it was was Mm T-ball. It was very interesting. I then became a coach along with the same coaches that I had met that first year Mm -hmm. and eventually progressed to the head coach. It was just maybe a process of drawing straws, who who knows what it was. But in terms of, of the challenges, there were plenty. It's around communication with the families. Mm-hmm. So you have parents have to be part of this conversation. You have their, all their five-year-olds and six-year-olds and how can, how can their child be in the right positions and all these other things. So learned early on that, and this was in the age of email, thankfully, but right. uh, weekly emails have always been something that were taught to me early on reminding parents of what, even though you can send the schedule and it was before mm-hmm. they had the, the website with the right. links, but you hand it out at the first, well, things change. There's rain outs. You have to communicate with these, the mm-hmm. parents on mm-hmm. a weekly basis. And to the extent possible, always encourage more parents to help. As soon as they're helping, it turns whatever sort of comments might've been coming through mm-hmm. from practice or a game into something really constructive. Well, and, and that's a great way to grow new coaches. I mean, that's how you came into it, right? Yeah, that's exactly so right. What are some other ways that the coach helps a team come together and have a positive experience? All three of my children played or play soccer all through the park district. It's been great. The um, I'd say the key roles, you want to be a role model mm-hmm. to the extent you can. And again, there's lots of lessons uh, learned as I went through the years but happy to say that I stuck with it. It was uh, the feedback I would get. A lot of it was was maybe tough conversations in the car home. But hey, Dad, you were maybe a little too loud on the sidelines of its soccer, or you said my my, my um, one of my children I would just say would say, Dad, you said my name so many times during the match, or I forget which sport it was. I'm like, oh, I was I was unconscious of that. Wow. So it's that, or it's my wife kind of giving me that look after saying that that you could have handled something better. But the important thing is I stuck with it, learned from it. And really, I want to make sure I, I throw the word fun into this conversation yeah. because I did it because my kids, for the most part, wanted me to do it. And then you meet 
the friendships and make friendships with the other assistant coaches mm-hmm. and and you get a, a, a bit of a following which is kind of nice from the kids who all get to know each other and then the coaches who are interested and want to come back that's really i think the key to the park district program that is so fun to hear about um um, like you said grow the relationships and a team usually sticks together for a few years right it can be tough to do that but i was fortunate that through all three of my kids there were i can tell you this there were some my son's soccer team that we met the very first it was first grade for him he went to soccer some uh, parents of they were not coaches at the time i was a coach that I ended up coaching all through the high school co-ed wow. program with him. And to wow. this day, good friend, and the kids are away at college now, but they're friends. So it it really sticking together from second grade. It's kind of neat to that be able to say really. that, yes. Yeah. So we've done a few things right, but it's um, it's also surrounding yourself with the right, I'll call them helpers, but it's assistants, whether you're a, mm-hmm. a head coach or an assistant. You have to have the right people because as, as a working parent, I work downtown, yeah, it's tough to get out the front. I've been, I don't, it's awesome. Frontier <laughs> is, but the hours we've logged, you can't always be there exactly on time. And the parents certainly expect you to right, be there, right? right. Get, it has to be yeah. an adult, certainly at the yeah. younger ages. And so you always have to have the right team of coaches with you. Well, that's important for people to know, like if you're thinking about coaching, um, to know that you're not alone, right? Absolutely. So Brian, how, how do you manage um, scheduling practices in midweek when you've got more than one team that's a great question so i I mentioned before just the communication of the parents so i have these sunday night emails to each of the teams trying to be exactly clear on when the the practices we would call them training sessions two training sessions per week stagger them so my Mm -hmm. advice was instilled we do tuesday thursday you do Monday, Wednesday, something like that. Yeah, that's the great. matches are typically Saturday, so mm-hmm. you don't want to have Fridays if you can avoid right. it. And you you stagger that with the, the weather sort of mm-hmm. thing and what gets what gets thrown at you. But it's um, staggering the times as well of when you're out there okay. working with the park district. Make sure you can get the fields and there's enough yeah. grassy area to to get. When Frontier has been really good to us over the years. Last thing I'll just say on any of that is the actual sessions themselves. Uh, I would encourage as as new coaches come on or even some veteran coaches maybe listening yeah. is in soccer in particular you got to keep the kids active mm-hmm. and moving mm-hmm. even to this day i'll walk by other fields and there'll be 10 kids behind one cone waiting for something to happen what i've learned is it's with the assistant coaches i mentioned the the teams yeah. and, and building the relations you always got to keep them in small groups if there's nothing for a group to do have them play three on three over by themselves just They'll figure it out. That's how we used to do it. Mm-hmm. Always keep them moving. You don't want a kid to walk away and say that was boring or they right. still might say it, but <laughs> at least encourage them to keep moving. It's the physical activity we mentioned briefly as well. There's, yeah. there's a healthy element, but oh, you can yeah. only do so much in, in the 60 or 75 minutes you have every couple of days. I think the park district also gives training to coaches, right? Was, yeah. The, the great. All the different coordinators I've worked with have... They have their their coaching meetings, and they'll bring in different instructors, advisors. And one of the lessons I learned through that is um, is in soccer in particular, the coaching happens really on the sideline Mm -hmm. and really sitting down. So I I bought a – my wife bought me a bench then to sit, a bench to this day. The kids all know it. It's kind of beat up, but it's been around. And even though us coaches were competitive, you can't help but – put a kid in position and stand up the idea is you sit there you literally mm. sit if a kid made a good or bad play you you really kind of wait until they get subbed off or at halftime and 
encourage best you can. Again, it's competitive sometimes. You don't always say right. the right thing. But the idea is you don't want to be yelling mm-hmm. at the kids. And the park district did a great job of, again, bringing in these advisors. And it took a few sessions of hearing it. And then, again, some external feedback, say, kids, kids wife so sort of honest, thing. Kids are aren't they? <laughs> say, Dad, you did it again. I couldn't help myself. Sorry about that. But then you try to do it a little better the next time. Well, that's interesting that, um, you know, the physical position is so important. I mean, sitting down must have a huge effect on on your behavior. Yeah, I think it, I was in the minority in that, but mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a lesson I still use today. I still coach through the high school program. I think it sends the right message to, to the kids, I'll call them. Some are young adults yeah. in the high school group um, that calm and cool. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, to yell a lot to get the point across, that sort of thing. And then I also want to make sure we mention the conversation, the referee program at the park yeah, district. It's, yeah. it's been great, but it's uh, these are often kids, literally kids, and, and they start pretty young. And I was a, a soccer referee in high school. Okay. And I, so I, this was many years ago, and it was not easy with the parents. And it is not easy. It's gotten probably less easy as, as a, being a, a, a young ref with parents, competitiveness, mm-hmm. you got coaches on one side of the field, parents, would be hard. <laughs> it can get challenging, but it's always doing our best as coaches to mm-hmm. be a role model, to respect everybody. But if, if this call didn't happen or, or did happen, but really it's about player safety too. So that's, mm-hmm. I know the referee program is all about making sure it's a safe playing environment field right, right. and that nobody gets hurt. And, right. and thankfully not over there's not, not, too many things have happened, but that that's the only time I know that um, that I've become a little excited, we'll say, on the sideline, if there's something unsportsmanlike that I'm seeing that mm-hmm. I want to make sure it gets transmitted to the ref. Other than that, it's for fun. It's <laughs> for, um, there's a little bit of competitiveness, as right, I mentioned, right. right? So what advice do you have for a parent who wants to try coaching for the first time? Sure, sure. I would say that regardless of what sport, even if it's, if it's a, I'm thinking a, a young kid when, when you ask mm-hmm. a question, go for it. You should do it. When they're, when it's t-ball or early soccer, you don't need a whole lot of information on the actual sport. The very, well, very basics. Yeah. A little bit of safety. Don't swing a bat here, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. In soccer, you need to just watch TV enough to know <laughs> what position. It's really pretty basic. Yeah. And I think that, um, at least from experience, parents of the kids will come up and step up and either tell you what you're doing right or wrong you'll learn from it or you'll mm-hmm. just you'll you'll um, find other coaches that can that can help teach That's so I, I'd say go for it yeah it's there's there's little downside I think your the kids will like it and your kids will love it right in particular yes. yeah, yeah, your own kids, yes <laughs> um what kept you motivated to continue coaching all these years it's a long time of coaching sure sure uh so partly I'm sure my kids will listen to this. Partly it's the kids wanting me to, to some extent. I think they're a little asterisk. It depends. Mostly yes. But I, I do think, and I'm currently coaching the high school court, as I mentioned, it's the, um, I, I was getting emails even last week. Is it sign up time? This is from parents. Wow. Sign up time yet? Did I miss anything for the sure. fall? And I said, we're going to, I was going to ask you about this. It, um, it's it's kind of neat because they, they want to come back. They're anticipating these things. The parents are. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's motivational. I have fun with it. There's nothing I'd rather do than Aww. to be out at Frontier unless it's really cold or something. But it's awesome. I love it. And to know that you're doing it, that somebody cares, that's kind of neat. Yeah, and I'm talking about is. the parents. The kids, again, role model, if you can do some of that. And 
mm-hmm. encourage them. And I should say this, you, you want to teach them some skills, right? You want right. to be a little bit competitive, right. but it's the sportsmanship piece that needs to get woven into that as well. Yeah, that I was going to ask you too, like having your kids go through all these different athletic teams um, and you as a coach, um, what benefits have you seen for them in their lives having that experience? Sure. I didn't, I didn't ask them this before this conversation, but I think the sportsmanship going back to that is important. There were, we had some really tough seasons. There was, we did indoor for a lot of these. Indoor is great. It's great. But there was a season, my middle daughter, she, she, um, we went oh and eight or something. It was just an infamous season. (laughs) We were the young team and all this kind of stuff. And it's, it's just, um, keeping the kids motivated and positive and trying Mm -hmm. to throw in a few training sessions in between, which is kind of tough for indoor, but to then persevere, if you will, and then to come out stronger into the spring season. So those are not easy. So we've been on both sides of the ledger. There's been some tough seasons like the one I described. Yeah. There's been seasons in premier when we're the, we're the older kids on the block literally. Mm -hmm. And you have to then, and this is where the, the coaching advisory from, from the soccer program, how to how to manage a score if okay. you're on the, the right. good side of that right. ledger and do you play down players do you share we've we've done everything and the kids some some aren't all on board but i i hope it teaches both my own and mm-hmm. the kids on the team my team yeah that sportsmanship manage you don't want to turn in a score that's something outrageous right, right? we saw that in the yes side. We did. you can argue about that but it's I never want to turn that in have mm-hmm. I ever probably and I've been on the wrong side of it I never want mm-hmm. that to happen again so I hope the kids take that away that's a positive no that's a great life lesson I mean that applies to a business environment and everything else it, it does um, park district athletic teams can give kids the chance to try a sport and make new friends and enjoy some healthy physical activity and we greatly appreciate the community volunteers like you who make this possible For our listeners, if you want to learn more about volunteering at the Naperville Park District, check our volunteer page at napervilleparks.org. Thank you for listening. Additional information on Naperville Park District programs and services can be found at napervilleparks.org. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide recreation and park experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District.